0: So the title of the talk today is One. And the reason that the talk is called One is because it's really important. In the New Thought teaching, oneness is like the whole enchilada. I mean, in religious science, Ernest Holmes was asked uh, what, what, what he believed, what we believe in religious science, and he came up with this list of 11 things. And that was, I think he was, getting ready to do a radio show, and somebody asked him, is it going to be part of the interview? And so he came up with his list of 11. And Michael Beckwith at Agape whittled it down to five, which is now expanded to six. And all the points that are in the what we believe are really important, and Unity kind of got it right, just in the name. (laughs) Unity is talking about oneness, and that's what it's all about. It is a central concept in New Thought, and that's why at New Thought Philadelphia, we boldly say that what we believe is that there's one power, love, intelligence, or force that creates everything, including each of us, and that we each use that same creative power, love, intelligence, or force to create our lives according to our beliefs. So we just anchor in on the one. Now, there's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of nuance and there's a lot of stuff to unpack in that about how to apply it, how to live it, and the the, the reasons why it sometimes seems counterintuitive uh, that there is one. But keep that in mind, there is one power, love, intelligence, or force that creates everything, including each of us, and that we each use that same power, love, intelligence, or force to create our lives according to our beliefs. And the whole thing comes back to Our creation story, the beginning. And in the beginning, there was one. And whatever your creation story is, whatever idea you have, basically there's. God, or the Big Bang, or one happy coincidence that started sharing itself. And we can tell, because things have been evolving and growing and expanding and unfolding. You know, We, we see that in our technology, in our society, that we have records of times when we were uh, less sophisticated than we are now, and the sophistication is continuing to grow, the population is continuing to grow. Uh, the physicists tell us that the universe is expanding. So we can all trace ourselves back to the one. So in the beginning, there was just the one. For shorthand, we call it God. If you're allergic to the word God, then you can think of it as higher power or infinite creative intelligence or the universe. Whatever it is, there was the one. To begin with, there was just the one. And then, there's everything else. So the question is, where did it come from? Well, according to our beliefs, Everything is that one unfolding, sharing, and revealing itself in a different way. And that's really important, because that means that the one creative power that created everything created each of us, and that creative power is indwelling. It's not something that's outside of us that we have to go look for. It's part of us. That means that that one love, that one divine sharing of self, exists everywhere, and indwelling. We are that one love, that divine power and presence taking our own particular and specific form. That's kind of cool, one mind. That intelligence that knows everything, that one mind that is aware of all, is the same mind that's indwelling us. So of course, with me standing here in front of you saying this on Sunday morning in the beginning of January, kicking off the year, in month number one with the idea of one. And say, oh, well, thanks for explaining that, Bill. My life is now completely different. (laughs) Uh, There's actually some nuance to how we can uh, deepen into this awareness and this experience. Because the fact of the matter is our senses tell us that there's more than one. Our our senses give us the idea of duality. It's me in here and the rest of the world out there. It's... we're in a theater with the lights on and then there's parts that are dark. So we have darkness and we have light. So those are two different things. And it's really misleading because our senses tell us that there are two or that there's a continuum or there's a multiplicity. But there can't be two. There can't be two. There's either one or infinite. If there's two, then eventually they're gonna butt heads and there's gonna be a fight. (laughs) So there has to be either one or unlimited variety. Um, It was in the New Testament, uh, a house divided uh, cannot stand. Abraham Lincoln thought that was good, so he used it when talking about getting rid of slavery as well. But it's true, a house divided cannot stand. It means that there is one and we have to remember that there is one because when we start looking at the divisions and the things that are making us separate and individual, uh, it starts pulling us apart and getting in the way of our experience of the oneness. So, I um, mentioned in the announcements that our winter classes are starting this week. And the Beyond Limits class, First of all, it's the only class that we have where we actually use something that we don't want in the name of the class. Usually we're claiming <laughs> affirmatively the things we want, and this one's talking about limits. And the reason for that is in our beginning class, wherever we are starting, we have been experiencing limits. There are limitations in our lives. There are, there are experiences where we're, it, they, it's the temperature, okay? It's the middle of the winter right now, so we can think that, oh, there's not enough warmth. So we want it to be warmer. And of course, when we get to July or August, it'll be more warmth than we're comfortable with. And then where's the cool? And it's too much warmth. Um, It's not the temperature. It's not the weather. It's the way that we're engaging with it. What we want to be able to do is be joyous when the weather is cold. We want to be able to be joyous when the weather is warm. We want to be able to be joyous regardless of the circumstances that are going on around us. And the limits that are imposed by the external circumstances don't have to be the controlling factor in our lives. They can certainly tell us where we are. There are certain things that we are guided to do or activities that we're we're encouraged to participate in because they're fun and uplifting and enjoyable. There are other ones where we say, let me do something different. So. Life, as I have said before, kind of divvies itself up into experiences of joy and opportunities to learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have all set out about to have a joyous experience and then learned that that wasn't it. So okay, well I don't have to do that again, but I have learned something uh, along the way. So Beyond Limits is about understanding what the techniques are that we can, that we can use to understand where we are understand where we want to be and to let go of our energy and attachment to where we've been up until now so that we can bring in something new. You know, If you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've always got. Uh, or Doing the same thing again and expecting a different result is the very definition of insanity. Uh, interestingly, <laughs> I watched Congress vote 14 times expecting a different result. And eventually they got it. (laughs) But who knows what that means? (laughs) Maybe something about a house divided. I don't know. (laughs) But we'll see. There's something going on, there's an opportunity for joy or an opportunity for learning. And uh, we get to see what that is. So we use the metaphor of light. We say, divine light is shining through and as in, in everything. And that divine light is here now. And then we're in a darkened theater. So the light isn't everywhere because there are darkened corners and there's stuff that I can't see here. <sighs> but there's always light. Sometimes you can't see it. Sometimes the light is obstructed or obscured. Sometimes the light is not obvious. Go ahead and close your eyes just for a second. And I'm going to tell you that whatever light was there before you closed your eyes is still there. In order to experience it, you gotta open your eyes. Okay? The electromagnetic spectrum that we are able to perceive with our eyes is pretty narrow. So, the security cameras that you have, you know, the neighbors probably have them all over the place, where they can show a picture at night, even though you can't see a damn thing. And it's because they've got infrared lights on them, and they're night vision cameras. Okay. Is that light? You can't see it. It's light. But you can't see it. Okay. There's a dog whistle, you know? You blow the dog whistle and I can't hear it, but the dog can. Somebody's telling me about the squeaky toys for dogs where the squeaker is a dog whistle pitch. So the dogs love it and it doesn't annoy the people. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's, right, it's about taking those things that are available in experience and inviting them to unfold in a different way for us. But the sound is there, even if we're not listening, even if it's beyond our range of hearing. You know, that great philosophical question, if you say something brilliant on Zoom and you're on mute, did you still say it? Hmm, you guys at home will be able to tell us that later. The idea behind the awareness of oneness is that in all of the circumstances in our life, when we get ourselves to the point where we're thinking that there's separation, we're thinking there's something outside of ourselves to push against or fight against or rail against or have an attitude with, then we're missing the point and we are exchanging our need to be in control for our desire to be at peace. Now, this is not about being okay with crappy stuff going. This is not like, this is not the purple pillow, spiritual bypass, you know, something horrible happens, you know, a friend of yours gets mugged, and you say, oh, it's all all good, it's all God, it's love unfolding, it's going no, damn, it's not. (laughs) That sucked, (laughs) that was awful, and maybe there's a learning. To, to happen there. Maybe there's the invitation to move to a, uh, a quieter neighborhood. Maybe there's the, the ability to be more observant of where we are. And I'm not victim blaming. I'm saying that we are all doing a dance and we all get to take part in the things we've done. We've all had an experience where you, you say, Oh, I wish, I, I wish I'd known now, known then what I knew now, because I would have done something differently. And in all of those cases, it's not like we're to blame for not knowing it at the time, or for going down that path at the time that we were. It's about being in that process where we were. Because we all have stories of where you were, you were planning on doing something, and the plans got changed at the last possible second, and it turns out that not being wherever you were planning to be was the best thing that could have happened for you. Is there anybody who doesn't have one of those stories? If you don't have one of those stories, then by all means get into Beyond Limits because those stories will show up all the time. And Breen had a great prayer work story about a 45 minute drive that took 29 minutes because it was time for that to happen. And um, Breen, having gone through practitioner class <laughs> with him, um, formerly would have had his ego be very much involved in that whole scenario. And probably could have spent the entire 29 minutes screaming. <laughs> and this time, I would guess you did not. <laughs> and that's growth. That's love unfolding. That's the opportunity for something different to reveal itself. Uh, in previously, the, what was what you thought was going to be the same circumstance. And that's the prompt for everybody for this week. If you find yourself looking at something with judgment, saying, that's no good, or that could be improved, or whenever we're pointing at something, to say, what can I do to be more at peace with this? What can I do to invite in an experience that's going to be more loving, more gentle, more creative, more wonderful? Because. Even the stuff that you label as bad is an invitation for something better. You know, walking down the road and you get a pebble in your shoe. It is an invitation to take off your shoe and remove the pebble. Now, in other areas of our life, we say, well, I'm just going to get mad at the pebble. What are you doing in my shoe? And Why are there stupid pebbles on this path anyway? And you can do any number of things to be upset or distraught or just, why me? Why does this have to happen to me, a pebble in my shoe, that I have to stop and toes. it just happens. And the energy and the creativity and the love that we engage in all those circumstances is our opportunity to have more of that good come into our lives. There's one creative power, one infinite intelligence, One power, love, intelligence, or force, as we say. It creates everything, including each of us. And we're using it all the time to create our our life. And we get to use it badly, or we get to use it well, and we get to change along the way. If it turns out that there's something that hasn't been going the way we want it to, we can change the way we're doing it. We don't have to continue doing what we've been doing the way we've been doing it, because that's that one that one, revealing itself in a new way. There's a wonderful Sanskrit word which you have undoubtedly heard, namaste. And namaste means the God in me sees the God in thee, or you. Or I acknowledge that bright light of divine love that is within you is the same bright light of divine love that is within me. Because we're one. When we can look at everything in the world, and see that one love. We are enlightened. Or so I'm told, I'm not enlightened. Working on it. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, as you're kicking off January 2023, or just Monday, um, invite in more love. Invite in more of the awareness of that one. Let yourself be guided and informed and uplifted. And let the good happen. He deserves it. So it is. So it is. <laughs>